Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is the best TV theme song of all time? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. Sorry, I was enjoying a cashew when I shouldn't have been. Oh, um, authorized nut. Whoopsies. Uh, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Yeah. Just, Mike is at the controls. Just putting nuts in our mouth and That's kind talking of what we're about doing. TV. That's what we're doing. Now, it's interesting because, you know, last segment we talked about the new show that you're enjoying, Fleischman is in Trouble. Yes. And because it is a new show, I imagine it probably does not have a theme song. No, it doesn't. Because this is the thing with new TV. This is the thing that I was going to say I don't know if my children understand, but they do understand the theme song because the shows that they watched growing up all have them. The Disney Channel still does theme songs for everything. It's the adult shows that don't do the theme song anymore. Mm. And I miss it. Mm. And it makes me think about our favorite theme songs. Holly, why are we asking? Well, we're asking what's your favorite theme song? Go ahead and call us 651-641-1071 because our friends, well, they don't know that we think they're friends. At Rolling Stone <laughs> magazine over the weekend, they published a definitive list of the best TV theme songs of all time. Okay, I love this. And uh they had some pretty choice selections. I will say, Colleen, that their list is not super surprising. And um, their top three are all classics. Okay, so before you tell us the top three, 651-641-1071, what do you think is the best TV theme show, wait, theme song, best TV show theme song of all time? Can I ask a question before you reveal any? Please. How did they curate these results? At Rolling Stone. I think that there are just some... This is not scientific, Okay, so this is just, you know, some guy's opinion. So, this is somebody's opinion, and I will tell you that Rolling Stone magazine considered two main factors. One, how great is the actual... Is it as an actual song? Okay. And then two... How well does it prepare you for the show that follows in terms of mood and or an explanation of the premise? Thank you. Okay, so that's that's what they're using to judge this. That is good criteria because there are show theme songs that don't really tell you anything about the show. Mm -hmm. It just is an okay song or it's upbeat or it puts you in a certain mood. Yeah. But in terms of shows whose songs set you up for the premise, what do they say the top three are? And then we're going to get to the phones because we got a lot of phone calls. Great. So the top three, according to Rolling Stone, the top three TV theme songs of all time meet those criteria, flying colors. So a tie for second place, Colleen, 
the Brady Bunch. <sighs> Which, it, that one really does set up the premise. It delivers on its promise. It really does. You don't need to know anything going into an episode of the Brady Bunch. You watch the intro, you're like, okay, I yeah, know what this I know is who about. all these characters are. Gilligan's Island tied it for second same, place. Same, same. You, you get the whole entire story. Yeah. You know it was a three-hour tour. Yeah, you don't need the prequel series about Gilligan nah. and the Skipper to understand what the heck you is happening. You don't need the origin story. Now, number one, Colleen, on their list before we get to our callers, think it's a great choice. It does all of this. The Jeffersons. Okay, and also is, of those three, the best Song, song. Yes. like I would listen to that song. It's an actual song. Yes, exactly. So that, according to Rolling Stone, those are the top three TV theme songs of all time. But what say you? Okay, so we're throwing it out to the listeners. I know we've got a couple of tweets, but let's go to the phones. We've got Catherine on the line. Hi, Catherine. Catherine, what do yes. you think is the best TV show theme song of all time? I'm going with Maud. That is uh, also a good one. B. Arthur sets it up. You know. Uh, sets up her personality and it really goes with the show. Yeah, yes. see? I love that. Thank you, Catherine. Thank uh, you. Maud is a great one because, like she said, it does set up the show. You know pretty much what you're watching. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's Maud. And then there's Maud. And then there's Maud. Uh, and then we've got Janice on the line. Let's go to Janice. Hi, Janice. What do you think is the best TV show theme song of all time? My favorite is the song from Rawhide. Oh, <laughs> yes. Wait, are there I, words to that one? Yes, come um, Let me think. Just a minute. Um, rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rawhide. Yes. I understand them. Just rope and throw and brand them. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh, Janice. You are the MVP. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Rawhide. Thank you. Yeah. That's I don't even know one. what is that show about. Rawhide. But I'm being like, what about it? Like Rawhide. Okay. <laughs> no, Clint Eastwood's in it. That's a cowboy show. I mean, yeah, they're, it's, they're it's doing so obvious. Things. They're doing cowboy things. Yeah, of course. They're roping them. They're, they're roping them. Get those doggies rolling. The doggies are yeah, rolling. There you go. Here's the best part. Our next caller was waiting online. She says, I've got a really weird one that everyone's going to laugh at. And then she just dropped off. So oh I my think gosh, they both it was the same. Hyde. But Mike, did she tell you? She didn't tell me exactly oh. which one. I said, well, just save it and we'll hear. And that is hilarious. That Do not be embarrassed by your choice. No. Your favorite is your favorite. We celebrate all. Let's yes. go to Jeff. We've got Jeff on the line. Jeff, what is the best TV show theme song of all time? Who can turn the world on mm. with a smile? You're so right. Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. Yes! Yay, the Mary Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore Show. Moore Show right yep. here in the Twin Cities. Oh, that's a good one. You are correct, Jeff. Thank you. Um, and that is that one also kind of holds up to that. You know, you well, not all the way because you don't know the exact plot, but you know enough about the character. Yeah. Well, and then the theme song changed for the Mary Tyler Moore show because at the beginning they questioned whether she uh, was going to make it. You might just make it after all. Yeah. And then at a certain point they said, you're going to make, make it, it after all. all. Yeah. Well, thank we you for all the journey. faith. Yeah. Thank you for the faith in Mary Tyler Thanks, Moore. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's go to really quickly. Uh, we had one on Twitter, a couple on Twitter, actually. Um, actually, both Panda and Elaine said there are a lot of good theme songs, but Fresh Prince of Bel-Air comes to mind. Yeah. Talking about a, a theme song that brings you all the way up to speed on the backstory. 
It tells you everything you need to know. It is quite easy to memorize. Everybody basically knows it now. Impress your friends. Exactly. Or not, because they all know it, too. Well, that's true. So that's how that goes. <laughs> that's true. Then Danielle uh, tweeted and said, cheers, where everybody knows your name. And that's, oh, boy, did I just loved that theme song growing up. Done. Done. I will tell you this. My daughter and I are presently watching Gilmore Girls. Don't even get me started. This is my second go through. And I didn't the first time I watched it alone. Now I'm watching it with my daughter. And I said to her the other day, it's really hitting me how unhealthy the relationship is between Lorelai and Rory Gilmore. Whoops. Well, we got a little codependency going on A little bit. (laughs) But the theme song is fantastic. It's Carol King. Um, and I, I think it's called, I don't remember the actual name. It's like where you lead or it's I will follow like or whatever. Girls, it's not like Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but it is like Gilmore. a tearjerker. And I make my daughter sing it with me every single time it's on. I won't skip the intro. I'm like, you got to sing it at least once while we're watching. And I make her do it. Does and she get embarrassed? I mean, she did at first, but now she realizes that she'll remember this someday fondly. Oh, that's great. Let's let Lori (laughs) have the final word on this. Lori, what is the best TV show theme song of all time? Are you there, Lori? I am. Hi. I'm sorry, you guys, but you're you're totally missing the very best. The the greatest American hero is William Cat. You are yeah. so right, Lori. I cannot believe I didn't even think of that one. Believe it or not, we uh, didn't think about yeah, it. Yeah, but we are walking on air. So yeah. thank you for your call, Lori. That was another one as a kid. I didn't, I knew kind of what the show was about, but I really only cared about the theme song. I only knew about the theme song to that show because George Costanza uh-huh. on Seinfeld <laughs> made it his answering machine oh my message. Gosh. Remember answering machines? Yeah. yeah. Remember when we used to talk on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many. We just went through a lot of memories here. We did. Oh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Kim Kardashian as a representative of Balenciaga, Balenciaga. has uh, reacted to and addressed the behavior of Balenciaga with their um, bondage bears, is what I'll call them. And we're going to hear what she had to say about that with a little pre-bag after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, uh, sometimes when we uh, are a little bit heavy on the celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show... We start the D-bag segment a little bit early. We call it a pre-bag. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly and I are hanging out with you. Uh, our friend Mike is here. And uh, we got we to gotta talk about Kim Kardashian and this whole Balenciaga debacle. Yeah, this is a D-bag follow-up in the guise of a pre-bag. Yes. <laughs> so we've been on a journey with this story. And Colleen, this is actually something... That you talked about in our D-Bag of the Day segment last week. Yeah, like on Tuesday of last week. On Tuesday of last week. And you made Balenciaga, the fashion brand, your D-Bag of the Day. Yeah. Because of their new campaign, which featured children holding stuffed animals kitted out in BDSM wear. Yeah. And did we talk about the fact that there was in the background uh yes yes that okay, the there was text yeah that came from a supreme court ruling mm-hmm. on child pornography yes and I, there and like, it was what? just it was flames who 
flames. What? Like, what was green lit that? Like, what? who thought that was a good marketing idea? What was? Yes. So folks saw that that Supreme Court decision was in an earlier ad for Balenciaga mm-hmm. that went along with this campaign with children who are holding bears in very un inappropriate outfits. Yeah. It was it's a mess. It's a horrible mess. It's a horrible Can mess. Can I pause before we get to Kim Kardashian cuz yes. I actually think listen, um Bradley and I both have followed Courtney Stodden since we went on the air. Oh, interesting. Okay. Where and are we going? and Courtney Stodden um who if you don't recognize their name is the former I, I will just say child bride yeah. of Doug Hutchison. And we were very fascinated by Courtney Stodden in the early days. And only recently, Courtney Stodden has gotten very clear about their uh, their experience of being married to a grown man at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. And they have been very, uh, and I'm uh, Courtney Stodden uses they, them pronouns. So Courtney Stodden has been very vocal about being a victim of you know like uh what's the word like feeling exploited yes exactly Mm -hmm. and they wrote the absolute most thoughtful take on these balenciaga these ads interesting so what did they have to say well they just i mean they really were very firm about this this is not okay this is not funny. This is not cute. This is real. And it is like actually offensive to the world, but to victims of sex trafficking, of sexual abuse, of sexual exploitation, this is not okay. And you cannot normalize this and make this fashion, mm-hmm. essentially. So I just wanted to say that, that this is like Thank you. a moment where people can really show themselves and their own, um, you know, voice in against what they have done because it's real yes it is real you you use these images to sell your stuff yeah and you put it out there yeah well one of their most famous mm, uh fan they collaborate kim kardashian collaborates with balenciaga and has for a number of years well finally we heard from kim kardashian herself about this ad campaign from balenciaga i'm like pre-cringing Well, here's what Kim Kardashian has to say, that she's been quiet for the past few days, not because, and these are her words directly, I haven't been disgusted and outraged. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
of the recent Balenciaga campaigns, but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened. She goes on to say, as a mother of four, I have been shaken by the disturbing images. The safety of children must be held with the highest regard and any attempts to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society, period. I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaigns and apology in speaking with them. I believe they understand the serious of the issue and will take the necessary measures for this to never happen again. Okay. Hearing that, Colleen, what do you, what do you say that Kim Kardashian had to say? You know, actually, here's, I'm actually more, I'm actually mildly impressed with how she handled it. Mm -hmm. But what I'm frustrated by is that it seems like, they depended on her to do their apology. Yeah. So she just did the heavy lifting on their behalf by saying, hey, I reached out and I checked in about this. And that's why I've been silent. And here's how I feel about what they'll do going forward. But Balenciaga hasn't like, we're not having this conversation Mm -hmm. with Balenciaga. Yeah. Well, now Balenciaga apologized last week just before Thanksgiving Uh issuing this apology and apparently now there are lawsuits on the part of Balenciaga Balenciaga alleging that quote inexplicable acts and omissions made without Balenciaga's knowledge oh okay so they're pointing the finger at somebody else so they're pointing the finger at the people who created this the production company which is called North Six and a set designer so they're passing the buck on these folks saying that they acted without the fashion brand's knowledge and were, quote, malevolent or at the very least extraordinarily reckless. These are according to wow. court documents that were filed on Friday in New York State Oof. Supreme Court. Now, the company says it's seeking at least $25 million in damages for the false, false association between Balenciaga and the, quote, repulsive and deeply disturbing subject of the court decision. Okay, so, wow. So this is really messy, This is, is what this I'm is getting from extremely, that. Extremely, extremely yeah. messy. Yeah. So. And I will say, I mean, I, I, will give, I will give Kim Kardashian credit for doing some of the footwork before she said something I think that the silence and the timing is, is you know, people are judging that, right? You want, like, her to come out immediately mm-hmm. yeah. and speak out against this. Yeah. Well, and now... She's trying to keep some endorsement money, well, I'm sure. Yeah, and Balenciaga and the person that they're suing is basically saying that everyone at Balenciaga was on the shoot and present and worked on every image. So, I mean, this uh, is... Okay. okay, it's real gross. It's, it's gross. So I pre-bagged that. Yeah, well, more gross. When we come back, we've got some real D-bags after this. Uh, We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer will be back tomorrow. He's still digesting his Thanksgiving turkey. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yep. And uh, Mike's at the controls, and we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We call them... D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, hey, Colleen, who's yeah. your D-Bag today? It's the Kardashians. Oh, what do you know? Oh, my god! What gosh. do you know? I don't know why. I don't know why this surprised me enough to, like, put this in the D-Bag segment. <laughs> and it's kind of like a mild D-Bag because it's also just the Kardashians being the Kardashians. Have you looked at the pictures of their Thanksgiving celebration? I have not. I was paying oh, attention to oh, my own business. Well, Holly, over the weekend, 
Let me ask you this, because yes. what I'm wondering right now is, was your holiday anything like the Kardashian-Jenner family Thanksgiving of 2022, wherein I'd like for you to open up this uh, E! Online article and then e! just start scrolling through mm-hmm. and you'll see this. I mean, listen, I know they do it up big, right? Like, you know, they've got like this beautiful tablescape. I'm not hating on that. Yes, I see a table. Their charcuterie spread is, you know, unmatched. They've got a kids' craft table. Oh, it's fantastic! They've got lots of candles. Like, so far, I'm like, great. This is all great. Cheese chunks. Yeah, I mean, that looks good. Uh, the, Main... Oh, then you get to the the harpist who's oh. there to entertain. What? Then you get to the donut uh, pegs, the donut what? bar. You know, the traditional Thanksgiving donut bar. The the traditional donut bar. But the thing that really, really gets me is the gallery wall that they have that um, is the backdrop for the large Thanksgiving buffet that they uh, hosted. The backdrop that is a entire wall of royal portraits depicting... All the members of the Kardashian-Jenner family. They did that. Okay, you know how you can do that thing? This gets advertised all the time on like Instagram and Facebook. You can make your dog into a royal. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. A thousand percent what this is. This is what they did. They were like, instead of taking pictures of our dogs, can you just use pictures of of us? us? And it's a full gallery wall. Of every single person depicted in such a manner. And, you know, I, yeah, that's just when I thought to myself, they know of how course. inflated their own egos are. Of course. But then it's this Ouroboros of ego, yes, because it just feeds into itself. Because if the Kardashians didn't do this on Thanksgiving, right? then would the Kardashians even exist? It just feels like a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. I'm also fascinated by the the um, hornet's nest lighting that they have. Yeah, what is that? Uh, above the buffet. It's quite menacing, this interior it decoration it's, choice. It's like they took some spray starch to some um, burlap and then just fashioned kind of a... But I bet it was way more expensive. Yeah, I was going to say six it's figures just, for that. But here's the other thing I do just want to make note of. Also, there was a there's clearly a dress code. Everyone is head to toe in all black. Um, so, that, again, oh. the aesthetics of this, it just... It feels like so much pressure to be a Kardashian. I'm just so glad to be a Lindstrom right now. The other thing, though, is lest you wonder uh, whether or not Caitlyn Jenner was invited. The was answer she? is yes. She oh. was invited to the Kardashian family Thanksgiving. And that is kind of a big deal because um, Caitlyn's kind of been on the outs, ins and outs and outs and ins again and all over the place with the rest of the family. So it is kind of a big deal that she was invited and that she got her own royal portrait on the wall as well. So she is included in the larger family. Yes. But she, I don't know what Caitlyn Jenner did for Thanksgiving. She's probably hanging out at her wonderful Malibu mansion yeah. that sits atop of a hill. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, well, that was very extra. Oh, it's extremely so extra. extra. I mean, really what the day is about, right? Yeah. Extra. It's really about being extra. No, it's and not. Co- and coordinating I outfits. I just can't. I literally can't. It's so much pressure. I can't handle it. Anyway, like oh. I said, mild D-bag. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Holly Roberts. Uh-oh. Who's your D-bag? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My D-bag of the day is rock music legend. 
Minnesota native Bob Dylan. Minnesota's own. Minnesota's own the Bob Luth Dylan. The born Bob Dylan. Oh. What did he do to you? Him and him Well, because of what was happening with this new memoir that he has released. Oh. Now, it's not the memoir in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. supposed to actually be a, a delightful book, I guess. You know, it's his musing on pop music of the past, his relationship to music. Um, but uh, apparently, Colleen, he had a little error in judgment. Uh-oh. He has regrets. Regrets. About using some technology to duplicate signatures to artwork and books that were advertised and sold to you as hand-signed over the past three years. So if you have purchased anything special that you think actually has Bob Dylan's John Hancock on it, mm, it's not. I, you know, I can't confirm or deny. Can't confirm oh, nor deny. my word. Bob Dylan says he's used auto pen signatures since 2019. Well, apparently, you know, he he said he had vertigo. He said, you know, he wasn't able to have staff assist him to sign these things during the pandemic. You know, he just was he didn't have the ways to. I know you're looking at me. Well, Colleen. because I'm thinking like, you don't, I don't. I, okay, I, here's the thing. I don't want to be insensitive. Said, I've never look. had vertigo. Well, he said that these things happen all the time, meaning he was assured that he could use this uh, auto sign duplicate signature technology. He was assured that oh, Bob, Bobby, everybody does it. Mr. Dylan, Mr. Zimmerman. This is done all the time in no. the art and literary worlds. Now, apparently, he said, you know, I'm working with Simon and Schuster and my gallery partners to do just that to fix all of these fake Bob Dylan signatures yeah, that so are out this there. This is why this is so sad because, well, first of all, like I said, I've never had vertigo. Um, and I know that I, I have, I know people who have had vertigo and it is debilitating. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you don't even, if you've got somebody who puts the pen in your hand and just puts it down. Yeah. We all know how to sign our name. Yeah. Right. Like my, my, uh, my arm can go completely separate from the rest you of my just body and just do it all over. Brrr. Just do it every, like yes. over and over and over again. Five at a time, yeah. ten at a time, twenty yeah. at a time. Take a rest. You have compassion for circumstances. I do, but at this and at the same time, I don't want to say but. And at the same time, I just feel like as an artist, especially the caliber and importance of Bob Dylan, you need to know that there is value to you taking the moment to put the pen to the page to sign your name. There is like there's there's monetary value to that, but there's also a sentimental connection that the person who purchases the thing that has been hand signed by Bob Dylan there. There's an energy to that. that Somebody is taking in um, and they're thinking like for a moment, Bob Dylan was present with this exact piece of paper. Yeah. Also, that energy People were forking over $600 for Bob Dylan's new book, Philosophy of Modern Song, because they thought it was signed by Bob Dylan. Well, the ruse was up last week when Simon & Schuster admitted that a batch of these uh, these books had been machine signed. And then they're like, oops, okay, well, now we're going to offer refunds because... 
we've been caught essentially at selling the six hundred that's dollars unreal yeah and apparently uh there's a gallery that's been selling bob dylan art prints in the uk they're named castle galleries they also issued a statement over the weekend saying that's going to reach out to each and every one of our collectors who purchased any print from the additions uh to offer a solution to fully rectify the matter hollywood oh my gosh we got caught. Yeah. And we're going to have to change and yeah. we're going to have to, you know, figure out how to rearrange our kitchen, so to speak. You know, that's the thing that's so hard about that is like we have uh, when the most recent Taylor Swift album came out. We Midnight. were. Thank you. Minutes. We were able to get our hands on a vinyl copy that had an autograph photograph in it. Mm-hmm. And I did have that moment like my kids were so excited about it. And I did have that moment where I thought, like, if this is not really her, like, if she didn't sit down to actually sign these things, I'd be pretty annoyed. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, right. you know, you we've all at some point gotten an autographed something or another that is like a print of an autograph. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you you go into that knowing I've just bought a print of an autograph, which is fine. Yes. But But when you've gotten something that's been told, you've been told this was autographed by the artist. And you paid six hundred dollars for it. You want that to be the real autograph of the artist. Well, of course. And then that, you know, that brings up the wider question of. Are any of the, how yes. are these things authenticated? Because how do I know that Taylor Swift actually signed that and not like, you know, an assistant who kind of could approximate. Listen, I don't want to I don't want to bust anybody. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But when you go to Disney World mm-hmm. and Minnie Mouse signs her name, there's just oh. I'm just saying it's oh. not many people are acquainted with the method of signing Minnie Mouse's name. I'm not saying I don't want to burst any bubbles i'm just saying a lot of people know how to do that she or it's like you know back in the day Mm -hmm. when you needed a note to go on your friend's bus for example for example on the way home boy maybe we all sort of knew how to write our mom's names (laughs) pretty close i mean maybe i'm not saying i'm just saying so like how how do they authenticate this because i just have to take them at their word that the signature I have is Taylor Swift, yeah. and these people were taking Simon and Schuster at their word, or Bob Dylan at his word, or somebody at somebody's word. Yeah, that this was an authentic signature. That's gross. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, you know, and I suppose let's have somewhat of a happy ending on this story. Okay. Good. What? Is it, well, that Bob Dylan just genuinely apologized. Thank you. For and he that. just and he's not excusing it any more than you know setting up the circumstances in which why he started to do this he just said using machine was an error in judgment and i want to rectify that immediately i'm working with simon and schuster and my gallery partners to do just that with my deepest regrets bob dylan okay but you know something did he sign that (laughs) yeah i don't know that's really him yeah i know but you know but you know it was getting spicy when bob dylan yeah. Said something. Yeah. A man who never, you know, you know, rarely he lets his art speak for himself. Exactly. Now, um, speaking of Bob Dylan, you know, as we mentioned, his hometown is uh, Duluth, Minnesota. And, and him, and exactly. Uh, sorry. So <laughs> I watched and I watched a Christmas movie last night that was actually filmed in Duluth. 
I did not know that this had happened, but it. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Has hit hit your streaming on Hulu. And I thought, if there's one thing I, a native Minnesotan, love, it is any type of movie or TV show that is either really filmed here and set here or just at least filmed here so I can see the familiar spaces. So that explains your extreme fandom of Jingle All the Way. Thank you. I don't know. I've never seen that. (laughs) With Arnold. I know. He's in it. Is that, was that filmed here? Yeah. Well, I have to go. Now I have to go back I'm and watch that. Your residency you from can. the state it's, of Minnesota—that's fair. But I let me tell you what—I was on Hulu so quick last night to watch this movie, and I have a full review of Mary Kiss Cam for you when we come back after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, you guys! This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. You know, we're just hanging out, just hanging, just, just doing things. We got Mike at the controls, keeping us on the air. Uh, and you guys, listen, I—you I, didn't ask me to do this, but I did it anyway. Because um, you're a giver. I am a giver, and tis the season. I watched. A movie, a holiday movie, and I'm putting that in loose quotes as well. A holiday movie that was actually filmed here in Minnesota in the wonderful city of Duluth, which is one of my favorite places outside of the Twin Cities. Like, I love me some Duluth. I've never been. I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how I've to handle that. I think I've driven through it once. Oh I went my to gosh. Grand Marais like 20 years ago. Holly. It's, I know, I, know, it's I get all it. all the way up there. I get it, it's but it's like, up there. it's such, like, it is, to me, it's like, you don't, there's so much to see and do there, and it's so beautiful. You get down into that Canal Park area. It's gorgeous. Well, they apparently, in the spring of, last spring, they filmed, <laughs> I don't know, what year is it? What What is time? Yeah. They filmed this holiday movie in Duluth. And then it aired, and now it's on, you can stream it on Hulu. And I was like, I gotta watch this thing. I don't know anything about it. I didn't hear anything about it beforehand. I just saw an article in Bring Me the News that said Christmas movie filmed in Minnesota premieres on Hulu. And I was like, I'm in. You're done. So just a couple of the things you need to know about this. It stars Jesse Bradford, who you might not recognize his name. Jesse Bradford. But you would recognize, I would imagine, his visage from such hits as Bring It On and uh, Swim Fan. 
He is a that guy from the yep. early 2000s. He is. And I don't know what he's really been up to, uh, but I guess I found out. And then um, Katie Lowe's, who she was on Scandal. I, I recognized her because she played the friend of Anna Delvey in Inventing Anna on Netflix. I see. So I was like, okay, I recognize her face. Okay, so they, they filmed this whole movie. It's called Mary Kiss Cam. And I just want to go through some of the things as a Minnesotan mm-hmm. you might love mm-hmm. about it. I already, based off the title alone, mm-hmm. Colleen, I'm having images, but I need yes. you to tell me okay, what those images would be. Here's what you're going to love about it. I'm going to love. You're going to love if you've been to Duluth, so I'm not talking to Holly. Uh, You're going to love it because you're going to see really familiar things. Like Carmody Irish Pub is a real Irish pub on Superior Street in... And they, that is the exterior and the interior for a lot of the movie. You are going to love seeing things like the Bentleyville sweatshirt that he's wearing. Bentleyville is like a major Christmas display, a free holiday light display down in the Canal Park area. So he's wearing a sweatshirt that's sporting the the Duluth it's like the Duluth lifestyle it's no it says Bentleyville on it he's lifestyling there Uh is there is there are so many um ads for like lift bridge and Vikra which is like a distillery down in Canal Park you see all that stuff you're like oh I know that you know the train that they ride on you know you know that you see Fitgers and you get so excited it is a virtual oh 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 the aristocrat the restaurant at the top of the Radisson the spinny one I used to, that's where we used to go. It wasn't called Aristocrat then, but we used to go as a family. That was like, that was like I mean, high when, time when, when we were eating and moving. And moving. At the same I mean, time. on a carousel. Like, is there anything cooler? Uh, now, I love all this. Yeah. I'm even so, though you haven't been there, it's I, fine. I, I have not, even though I haven't been there, I love this for Duluth. Yeah. Is the movie any no, good? No, it's not at all. But here, let me, it's so not good. It's not good. Uh, but it's not bad. I mean, it wasn't like the worst use of an hour and 45 minutes of my life. Did you watch it on time and a half? No, I didn't. I actually watched it in real time. I I didn't want to miss a scene. Like you did with Lindsay Lohan's Netflix Listen, holiday that movie. Be, that, w- that, that needed to be done. I mean, that just, that was, it made it better. I do want to tell you this because this to me is also like the mark of a great Minnesota made film. They did not exaggerate the Minnesota accent. And I thought that is, that is a, you know, that to me felt kind Authentic. Because a lot of times people will do that and they'll overdo it. Well, yeah, because the template was set with Fargo, Fargo. and Marge Gunderson. Now, exactly. Francis McDormand and William H. Macy did a fantastic job. Brilliant. However, you can't do that caricature now all the time. No. So I, I appreciated that. Um, one of the other things, there's two other things that you will not like about this. Number one. Oh, no. They did not take care to make it look less springy. So it's supposed to all take place around Christmas and there are green leaves on the trees in the background during the exterior. I'm like, you guys, did did they even bother to get a snow machine out? They only did for one scene. And this is the other thing that will absolutely any, any Minnesotan who has lived here and has been through winter knows you do not walk outside in a downtown area and scoop a handful of snow off the top of a post office box. And put it in your mouth. 
And that was the thing that the two main characters both did that attracted them to each other in the first place. Yeah, they were both mutually attracted to each other's sick and disgusting, depraved behavior. I was like, that is something that that somebody in L.A. thinks is cute and quaint. That we all know better than to do. That is gross. That is so gross. And the second it was, it literally is like the the hinging moment of these two and their romance is like she makes she does. That's the thing that she does. And then she sees him do it, and she's like, "I want to get to know that guy better." No, and I'm thinking, nasty. "You're made for each other because you're disgusting. Because you're gross. That is unsanitary. We all know better." But again, I think it's like somebody in LA's romanticized version of what you do with snow. Which I, I don't know, Ick. Which I'm surprised. There are plenty of Midwesterners who are currently working and in well, well employed in the Los yeah. Angeles area. They'll be able to tell you what's what. Somebody should have slapped somebody's hand. That's all I have to say about that. Get the that. snow out of your hand. No, you don't do that. Don't that's, put that in your mouth. Well, that's disappointing I, and disgusting. It really is. I do just have to say, uh, so apparently the Upper Midwest Film Office was highly involved in this and that, you know, you you absolutely do see a lot of Duluth locations um, that are featured in this movie. And that alone is worth it. Well, that's fantastic. You don't need to really worry. You don't need to worry about the plot. It's not super heavy. Well, they eat snow. They eat snow. They kiss at a at a Bulldogs game. I mean, it is what it is. But but in terms of just feeling like, you know, the hominess of the holiday, you know, it's not even really honestly a holiday movie. It's like a movie that is set near the holiday time. So it's like Die Hard. Yeah. Where if Die Hard were bad. (laughs) It's true. Die Hard is an excellent film. But it's one of those movies that has inadvertently become a holiday movie because it takes place during the holidays. Exactly. But you know what? They're going to bill this as a holiday movie, and it is right there in the holiday section on Hulu. And to that end, Holly. Yes. To that end, because I I was unaware that Hulu, and I don't know if this is a new, new thing that they did this year, they literally have a section where you can just, on the home screen of Hulu, when you bring it up on your Apple TV Plus or whatever, or on your Apple TV uh, or your Roku box or whatever, you you go down and you just click holiday movies. And then it takes you to the holiday movie landing page and you can have all the holiday fun your little heart desires. And that leads us to ask a very important question of our listeners. Do you love Christmas movies? Like these Christmas movies? Yeah, these kinds of Christmas movies. I'm not talking about It's a Wonderful Life. No. Like these, we, we are in... A fad of Christmas movies. They're everywhere. Yeah. So, like, do you love them? And we're not going to judge. We just want to know. And if so, why? Yeah. And if you don't, give us a call, too. 651-641-1071. We'll talk more about Christmas movies when we come back after this on My Talk 1071.